The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we'll be looking under the hood to provide you with the technical tips you need to make the most out of your SEO strategies. Joining us today is Bjorn Darko, who is the director of the Digital Strategies Group at Searchmetrics, which offers SEO consulting, content marketing services, and strategy to software companies around Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. He is also the creator and host of the popular IGTV show, SEO Presso. And today, Bjorn and I are going to talk about how to perform a website audit. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Bjorn Darko, Director of the Digital Strategies Group at Searchmetrics. Bjorn, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hi, thank you. Happy to be here. Excited to have you on the show. We're really at the start of a long journey here. We sat down together with some of the search metrics team, you know, a sponsor of this podcast. And I said, hey, look, we need more technical content. I am a digital marketer. I am very well versed in the content marketing strategies and some of the more artistic principles of SEO. But honestly, the technical stuff, and I joke about, you know, the SEO geeks in the corner, totally not my bag. I need you to help me and help our audience understand some of the more technical logistics of making SEO really hum. And so we're going to start off today by talking about performing a website audit, really focusing on a technical perspective. And we're going to be producing a lot more technical content as a regular series with you. For starters, introduce yourself to the Voices of Search podcast. Tell us a little bit about what you do at Searchmetrics and a little bit about your technical background. 
Yes. So, I mean, as you already mentioned, I'm heading the European consulting arm here at Searchmetrics. So we offer consulting services, strategic services, as well as SEO or technical SEO services. And so performing in website audit is like our bread and butter, actually, at the consulting. Um, so there are a lot of clients who ask us, they've been there for like 15, 20 years on the market, and they didn't really did a lot of changes on the websites, you know, have built everything on top of all the old legacy. And suddenly they realize maybe we should redo some things and maybe we should get a check how healthy our website really is and if we are still like on a good status quo, so to speak. And that's where we come in place and a website order comes in place to really do a health check on the website and tell the client, look, this is what it's important for Google but this is where you're actually lacking being good for Google's eyes. Okay, so the first thing that you're doing when you are meeting a new enterprise client is you're doing an evaluation of their website and talking about how it performs. Before we get into how to conduct the audit, I want to talk a little bit about when people come to you and ask for the audit and when they should be. I'm assuming by the time somebody comes to you and asks for an audit, they already have a problem when should you start thinking about going through your site from a technical perspective and evaluate how it's performing? Yeah, that's the funny thing. I think that's a classical thing in SEO. You know, and SEO is working very reactive, meaning when it's too late, then people come and want to have an audit. When it's too late, SEO has to fix stuff. And the thing with an audit is actually, if you're working as an in-house SEO, you should at least do every half a year an audit. You know, it's not only good for you as an SEO because you keep to have an overview about the technical depth of a website and you keep having an overview about the potential of the page. And from an audit, you can generate so many strategic insights for your roadmap throughout the year. Okay, I think that's a great tip. Hey, every six months, you should stop and take a look at how your website is actually performing. Google is changing I'm sure some of the codes and patches and what's being built into the enterprise level websites are changing as well. So let's get into what an SEO audit from a technical perspective is. How do you think about the various functions of an audit? So an audit from how we perform audits at Search Metrics. So an audit should contain actually three main parts. The first part is like the same important as like the middle or the end part, right? And the first part of an audit is always to evaluate what business you are doing the audit for. So how do they generate money? How do they, you know, generate revenue? What areas of the page is very important? Which areas of the page make the most conversions? Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Because everything you recommend in the second part, which is then the site. So the first part is called the business analyst, mm -hmm. if you want. And the second part is the site analyst. So within the business part, you also check visibility. You also check like traffic channels. What channel is generating the most traffic? What channel is generating the most conversions. And so that you can, in the second part, if you do your recommendations, you always keep in mind how the company is generating money. So everything you recommend should actually fit to the way the business is generating money. That's very important. Okay. So the first part, when you sit down with an enterprise client and you're looking at how to optimize their website technically, you're still actually taking a business point of view. And I think for the people who are thinking about how do I audit my own website from a technical perspective? 
you might be sitting at home saying, well, I already know how my business performs, but I think that you can go a level deeper here and actually focus on what are the primary revenue drivers for your website. I know for myself personally, a lot of the times we have a bunch of different content initiatives on our site. And some of the times they're, you know, these side projects that bubble up and we spend a lot of time and effort and they don't end up being revenue generating. So while you understand what your business model is, actually taking a look at a page type at specific pages, right? Your search results pages, your popular landing pages, right? Are the pages at the bottom of your funnel actually converting? And really start to think about the business performance of your website as a whole. Bjorn, before we move on to what the second step is, when you are going through and doing your business analysis, are you looking at page types, specific top performing pages? You know, what are the metrics that you look at or the yeah. the categorizations that you look at? So the categorization of the first part is really like, as I said, the analysis of the business is just like how they generate money. So what is then really important is to look at the buyer flow as well. Where does the buyers and the users come from? Which traffic channel? Which are the important pages? This is very important for lead generation. Traffic channel, landing pages, go on. Exactly. So which pages are driving the most convert? Where are the users buying or what pages they are buying? So I think there's an important distinction here. You got to look at where people are coming in and then where are the places that they're going which actually lead to the conversion. You're looking at this whole buyer journey. Exactly. The whole buyer journey coming from Google, coming from Instagram, coming from Facebook, landing on the page, maybe clicking two or three pages on the page and then making a purchase and then leaving the page. That's the whole flow we are looking at, actually. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that you actually do a traffic and ranking analysis within this business analysis as well, where, you, as I said, you're looking at different traffic channels. And especially when you look at SEO, you're looking at the top ranking pages and the top ranking keywords as well, because you want to secure them, right? These are very important rankings. If you do an audit and you change stuff on a website, you have to make sure that those rankings doesn't get lost. Okay. So the first thing that you're doing is you're looking at the buyer journey, understanding key landing pages, understanding what the flows are to get someone into the conversion path, and then understanding which of the pages at the bottom of your funnel are actually converting. Exactly. And then the second step of the business analysis is to look at your SEO performance. And you mentioned that you're looking at what are your rankings, what are your landing pages in SEO, what's driving traffic. Yeah, exactly. And then there's one more important thing is if you look at rankings, you know, you can ask people, hey, how much traffic you generate from search engines? And they say, yeah, it's like 50% of the overall traffic is organic. But here's the thing, within organic, you need to distinguish between brand and non-brand traffic, right? So if you have a big brand like IBM or you have Adidas or stuff, yeah, of course, you have maybe, you know, 70% brand traffic, but just 30% of non-brand traffic. And as an SEO, it's your task actually to increase this non-brand traffic part more than the brand traffic part. Because this is something you can't really influence. You know, mm -hmm. you can do TV advertising, out-of-home advertising, or you have a big bus on social media. That's somehow impacting direct traffic. But if you think about content, doing an audit to rank informational pages higher, then you're speaking about non-brand traffic here. Yeah. Important to separate out the branded from the non-branded traffic because really where you have an opportunity to optimize is the non-branded traffic. Let's get beyond just doing your business analysis. 
We're going to go through, we're going to look at how the business actually performs. We're going to look at how you're performing from an SEO perspective. Then what do you do? What's the second stage in your audit? So the second stage in the audit is actually that you, first of all, you do an initial crawl. So you're using a crawler, you pretend to be a Google bot, smartphone bot, let's say, and then you crawl the entire page. Like every URL you can find with the crawler has to be crawled mm -hmm. so that you get a full picture about everything which is linked. You start from the homepage and every link the crawler finds gets into the report so that you have a full picture. This is very essential because within this crawl, you might find all those broken links. You might find all those error pages with result of 404 page or 500 pages, the status code the server gives, right? There's also like you're crawling the robots text, you're crawling the sitemaps, you're crawling actually every URL, you know, how many words are on the URL, how's the URL structure? I'm going to show you what a, what a brilliant technical SEO I am here. Why would you conduct your own crawl instead of just look at the data that you're getting from Google. Don't you get the crawl information from Google? Aren't you actually seeing whether you get errors in your search console, right? Aren't they showing you what pages are being crawled? Why would you conduct your own crawl? Because everything you get from Google is not the full picture, to be honest, right? If you look at the search console, there might be URLs shown which are not showing any impressions anymore. So what you see in Google Search Console is just URLs and just keywords which have an impression mm -hmm. in the Google SERP. So if you crawl the page, you find really often pages. You find pages which will be crawled by Google but shouldn't be crawled by Google. I think that's an important distinction that when you're looking at Search Console, it's not listing everything that's been crawled. It's listing everything that's got an impression. Mm -hmm. Okay, so thanks. Go on. So what you also see is like when you do your initial crawl, you see how a crawler like Google is accessing the page, fully accessing the page, right? What URLs are being crawled, what URLs are indexed, what URLs are not indexed, what URLs are blocked, which URLs should be blocked, have been blocked. Are there any XML sitemaps? Are they correctly set up? How's the click depth analysis? Like if you crawl those pages, every crawler gives you the information how many clicks a user or a search engine needs to actually come to the most important pages, which could be your product detail page if you're an e-commerce company, right? Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. 
So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So walk me through that. You said that you get the click depth and analysis. What does that mean? That means that you can actually analyze how many clicks a user needs from a homepage or from a landing page to land on your most important page, which is mostly driving a conversion. Okay, so basically you can get through and get data like it is seven steps to get from the homepage to the thank you page after you've completed a transaction. Which is really bad. Right. Seven pages is a lot if you're going from a homepage through multiple different stages, right? That's seven clicks at a bare minimum to buy a product. You probably want to focus on that. So you understand essentially the depth of your website by understanding the click path. Exactly. And the idea, if you're an SEO, make it as easy as possible for Google to access your most important pages. So they have to have like a really narrow click path here. Okay. So by doing this crawl, you're getting all of the information about what pages are broken on your website, what is accessible, how deep and how wide your website goes. Is there any other reasons why you would do a crawl? Yeah, because you have to do the crawl in order to get a full picture. It's not only, as I said, like click path and Robert's text. There's so many more things like broken links. You know, when Google is accessing your page, crawling a page, the majority of the URLs they're crawling leading to a 404 page, meaning to a page which is not there anymore. That's actually bad for the Google crawler, but also bad for the user if the user is landing on a 404 page rather than a page he or she was really looking for. You also get all the status quotes your website is giving back to a client, a user, or Google. You also get a good indication about your site speed. So how long actually did it take for a crawler to get the URL from the server and then actually crawl it or render it? Let me tell you, I am absolutely shocked that in our first technical SEO podcast together, it took us 19 minutes and 26 seconds of recording to get to the words site speed. I feel like we need to optimize our content a little bit because that's always been (laughs) the biggest technical component that I know of to start helping your rankings. We can say bingo, we said site speed. Let me ask you, we've talked about all the different reasons why you do a crawl. Once you're done with the crawl, what's the next step in your audit? So the next step is actually to jump into all this crawl data, you know? I mean, depending on the crawler you have, you already have some charts. You already can filter through, hey, show me all the broken links. Hey, show me everything which is indexed. Hey, show me everything which has thin content, meaning a very few amount of words on the page. Or give me all the pages which are loading under three seconds or which are loading more, you know, under 10 seconds. So you really have to dig into the crawl data here. So now we're in an evaluation phase, right? We've collected all the data that we have from a crawl, and that's really the the second step. And as we go to the last part of your audit, now you're actually getting into the analysis to try to isolate the problems. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that one of the things that you're looking at is site speed. Bingo, got it again, right? You're looking at here the pages that are slower than what we want them to be. Talk to me about some of the other things that you're looking at when you do a crawl. What is really important as well, same as page speed is actually internal linking, especially if you have a huge site 
like take an e-commerce site or a publishing site, right? So they have mostly millions of URLs and hundreds of categories and product detail pages. And so you have to make sure that they are internal linked very properly. So meaning that the most important pages are connected, that you know all the product detail pages and category pages are connected, brand pages are connected to product detail pages. So it's very important that all the relevant pages are really connected to each other. And this is what you get if you do a technical SEO crawl as well. So you can look at this as well. Also what you find, and here we come into the content piece as well. So it's very important that you find all those pages which have thin content, meaning that there's not many words on a page, right? So, and if you then connect this URL data with Search Console and check, do the URLs have any impressions in the last six months? Or you look at your analytics and see all those URLs or like 70% of the URLs I'm crawling here actually doesn't generate any traffic. Then you already have a good insight that you might consolidate, delete, or redirect some of the pages because they are actually useless. So you're understanding what pages are performing from a site speed perspective. You understand what pages are are useless, right? Where the breaks in your website are. What else are you looking at when you're doing your analysis of a website? So as I already said, so, you know, you look at backlinks as well because backlinks is a huge factor. So what you do here is you're taking actually your most important pages from the crawl and then you can in parallel run a backlink analysis and look where you know backlinks are generated and how the link juice is flowing through the site. This is something you can actually see in a crawl as well if you connect it with other data sources. Very important here as well. So let's recap here. When you're conducting an SEO audit, right? Something that you should probably do every six months. If you're an in-house SEO, you can do this. If you're not doing it yourself, you can hire a consultant like Bjorn's team at Search Metrics. But the things that you need to think about are first and foremost, analyzing your business problems, right? Understanding not only what your revenue model is, but understand your user journey and understand what pages are the most important from an SEO perspective, where you're getting visibility, where you're getting impressions, what the click-through rates are. Correct. So you're basically starting at the top level thinking about how's my business performing. The next thing you do is you're going to get a picture of the website performance by running a crawl, right? You're going to get all of the information about the breadth and depth of your website so you could see what Google is looking at when they get to your website. And the last part of your audit, you're going to go through an analysis phase where you're going to look at site speed, site speed, site speed, going to be your most important factor. But you're also looking at where there's bloat, where there's dead links. And lastly, when people are writing about your website, when you're getting link juice passed to you, how is that being passed to the rest of the website? Bjorn, as you think about running the SEO audit for your clients, for the enterprise level SEOs, what are some of the most common problems that you see? What are the things that SEOs can most easily avoid? I think what we always see is a lot of duplication on websites. And you can easily figure this out when you look at meter titles, for example, and you see that there's a lot of URLs which are using the same meter titles. It might be that, you know, the maintenance of meter information is not really well done on the website, but it might also be that there's a problem. Let's take an e-commerce website, for example, where you're indexing all your filter parameters. And 
what happens here is you have one URL, let's take uh, Nike Air Max, for example. This is the canonical version of the URL. And then you're adding some parameters, be it the size, you know, in the US it would be 13 is one size, 12, 11, stuff like that. And whenever a user is actually uh, using a filter for a size, then there's a parameter added to the URL index in Google with the same meter title. And this is what you actually can figure out here. And most of the time, it's a very usual or classic mistake uh, online shops do. This is something you just see if you do the crawl. So Bjorn, you run into some problems that are common when you're doing your audits. One of the things that I always struggle with when I'm thinking about my website performance, and honestly, a lot of SEO challenges in general, it feels very overwhelming. Right. It feels hard to understand what to prioritize and what to do first. How do you break up all of the data that you're getting from your SEO audit when you're giving it to your client to make sure that it's digestible? Yeah, as I said in the beginning, that's one of the most important parts of an audit as well, right? So think about it. You do the audit, most of the time it takes like 10 days. So there's an SEO sitting there evaluating a website, running an audit, crawling all the website, is evaluating and jumping into the analyzers part, looking at everything from A to Z, which is important for the page, and then figuring out some errors and recommendations, how they can actually improve their website. How do you make it digestible? And it's very important that you actually have kind of a matrix at the end of the audit, which says, look, this is recommendation one, this is recommendation two, recommendation three, this is the priority, and this is actually the impact it has. So that the client on the other side knows, okay, this is what I need to tackle first, second, and third, and this has the highest priority and this the lowest. This is very important, but this is actually your task or it's your responsibility as an SEO, as a consultant, actually to make it digestible for the client and to make him aware and make sure that he understands what you're really talking about. Because it's, as I said, 10 days, and most of our audits are like 100 pages, a 100-page booklet, which we throw at the desk of the client. And, you know, he doesn't have the time to read 100 pages, so you have to summarize it for him. I think that's always important advice, is that when you're thinking about all of the information that you're gaining through an audit, this can be very technical, can be very overwhelming, you need to distill everything down into some specific discrete projects. Otherwise, the information that you're getting never ends up being useful. With that said, Bjorn, I feel like we're off to a good start with our technical conversations. Will you come back on the show? Could we do this on a regular basis and talk tech? Yeah, let's do. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this episode up, but we're going to have Bjorn back on a regular basis to talk about how to solve your technical SEO challenges. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Bjorn Darko, director of the Digital Strategies Group at Searchmetrics. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Bjorn, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Bjorn underscore Darko. That's B-J-O-E-R-N underscore D-A-R-K-O. Or you could visit his company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. 
For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of our episodes, contact information for our guest. You can send us your topic suggestions, any SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed soon. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.